Dallas tried an onside kick, you know, which haven't been working for anybody because you can no longer get a running start. So it's really just, you know, kick it down the field, the other team catches it, and we, we go about our business. But in Atlanta, and credit to Dallas's kicker, I mean, it was a great onside kick. Uh, it just kind of dribbled its way down the field. And several Falcons, I think it was four, four or five Falcons, all of them didn't know the rules, didn't know that they could just pick the ball up and the game would be over. So they got in a semicircle around it and started backing away like it had some mystical power, right? like they were afraid of being cursed or something. And yeah. the one cowboy hopped on the ball. Dallas gets it, kicks a field goal, wins 4 to 39. It's the lunch break hot take with Jose and Rodney. Let's get going. All right, what's going on, lunch breakers and takers? This is another episode of the Lunch Break Hot Take. I am Jose. And this is Bradney. And week two of the NFL is in the books. We are here to discuss. We're going to go over the Sunday, Monday, and the Thursday results. And of course, as always, we're going to give you a breakdown of the Ravens and the Panthers. Panthers, not a great week. Not a great week for the Ravens either, but they came out with a W. But you know, you said the same thing, but those meant two very different things for Baltimore and Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great, and we still win. Not great for you guys, and and the season's over. Well, look, look, you gotta keep playing, right? Still fourteen games left on your schedule. Anything can happen. Mm -hmm. So, where do you want to start, Panthers? Yeah, uh, we can just talk about the Panthers real quick. They played Tampa. They lost 31-17. A lot of mental mistakes, a couple of bad penalties from Derrick Brown, a lot of pressure on Teddy. Teddy made several mistakes himself. Just it was an all-around bad performance. Um, none of that really matters, though, because the biggest takeaway from the game is that Christian McCaffrey is going to miss the next four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And if you look at the play, it didn't really look like anybody touched him. Yeah. Um, didn't look like anybody really got a good hold on him or anything like that. Maybe it was something that got aggravated earlier in the game, you know, or you I mean, heard it's, early, it's in the early game. Yeah. It's possible. But, you know, I mean, it could have been worse, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say there's not a whole lot of hope for W's in the next four to six weeks uh, yeah. minus McCaffrey. Yeah. Look, this is going to be a season where you just have to find some positives on the team, see what they can take moving forward. It's a young team and, you know, you're trying to you're trying to build that team up. So what you want to see is them start to execute a little bit better, especially on defense, right? And see which guys are going to stick and which guys are going to have to be replaced in the future. So you know, week to week for for Carolina, that's that's how you got to take it. You just, you just want to see them compete. You want to see guys improve. You want to you want to get to the end of the season and say, okay, this is what we're strong at. This is what we need to improve on, and you know, take it from yeah. there. Um, Brian Burns, I mean, he he's showing that that he's a keeper. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good pick. Gross Matos was out this week. Uh, Dennis Daly was out again. So, I mean, you want to get those guys back and see how especially the Lions play. You know, I, I expect the uh, I expect the corners to struggle all season, no matter what. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a really difficult position to come into the league and just start. You know, from day one. So, I mean, Troy Pride, uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna struggle all year long. Dante Jackson, I mean, he's coming into his this is his third year, but I mean, he's still pretty young. Yeah. He's the number one corner for the first time now. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a struggle for those guys all year, no matter what. I think so, too, but I feel good about those guys in the future. I, Troy Pride, I think, I think he's going to stick. I think he's going to stick. I mean, we'll see. I, I think he's going to stick no matter what over the next couple of years just because they're, they're, they strip that defense down so much. Yeah. You know, that he's going to stay just almost by default for a couple of years. Right, right. Yeah, we got to see how, you know, look, um, they're just they're just throwing in there and you got to see if, if they're going to sink or swim, right? It's one of those things where either mm -hmm. he's going to make the adjustments and grow from this or, you know, he just falls off. Yeah, you know, they did this recently with uh, James Bradbury and Daryl Worley. Yeah. Uh, Worley kind of sunk. I mean, they, they kind of gave up on him. And yeah. I guess there were some locker room issues there as well. Brad uh, Bradbury swam, and they said, "Good job. We're not paying you." Yeah, yeah. So swim, we'll, swim on we'll to your see. next team. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens in a couple of years. Um, for Tampa, Tampa's a, a very talented team. Uh, you know, they didn't even have Chris Godwin in this game, but you know, they're a very talented team on offense and defense. 
and they're they're really I think going to be held back by Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. Look, Brady's showing his age. It's not even like he looks bad. It's just there's certain things he just can't do anymore. And yeah, no, I agree. Look, this game got away from you guys. There was a point in the fourth quarter where you could have. I mean, you're right there. You're you're within a touchdown, I believe. It was 21-14, right? A bonehead play by Derrick Brown uh, on the late hit. You know, look, rookie mistake is fine. It, that extended the drive for Tampa when they're getting ready to get off the field and then they end up kicking the field goal, I believe, on that drive. And then from there, uh, Teddy throws a, a bad interception, and it was pretty much over from there. But there are some things that you guys could have easily done to keep yourself in that game. And if things went a little differently, you're talking about Tampa Bay being 0-2. Yeah, but I think that's going to be the story of Carolina's season. I mean, that's already two, two for two. We're like, hey, man, a couple other things, a couple things go you know, no, I agree. differently. You know, that, that's a win. But yeah. I think they're going to lose most of those games. Yeah, I agree. But I was just talking about in terms of Tampa, right? Yeah. A lot of people were picking them to go to the Super Bowl. You and I weren't. Uh, I, I don't see that at all, at no. all. I, I, I'm not sure if they're a playoff team. I'm, I'm going to say now, I, I told you this previously, I'm going to say the NFC West, that entire division makes the playoffs and nobody else gets a wild card. They could. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to argue it. All those teams look good. Well, I, well, eh, well, I don't know about the 49ers. Well, since we're there, I mean, we could talk about the, the injuries, starting with the 49ers. Nick Bosa is out for the season. Solomon Thomas yeah. is out for the season. Mm-hmm. Right? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to miss a few games too, right? Um, they're saying he's week to week. They say he could play this week, but why would you need to when you're playing the Giants? Uh, uh, so, yeah, yeah I, I would expect him to miss at least one week. Speaking of the Giants, um, Saquon Barkley yeah. is out for the year. Saquon's out for the year. Anthony Barr's out for the year. Yeah, there, there were uh, Cortland Sutton's out for the year. There were a lot of really bad injuries. Uh, Denver's quarterback, Drew Locke, is out for, I think they said, four to six weeks. Yeah. Uh, it was It was an awful awful week in the Ravens NFL. Tavon Young Tavon Young for the year. the year yeah yeah it was it was bad times it was bad times yeah yeah so yeah it was it was unfortunate it, it was an unfortunate week but yeah the the NFC West I, I don't I, I agree with everything except the 49ers I'm not sure about the 49ers but they still could they still could get in yeah I mean even with the injuries Who's gonna Who's gonna catch him? Minnesota, right? You know, Look, like, we're gonna go. We're gonna go through the teams and um, Philly. Nah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Philly. Yeah, we'll we'll go through these teams and we'll take a look at it and we'll give our assessment. It's still early. It's still early. Yeah. We'll see how some of these teams fight their way back and we'll see who who's really trying to make the playoffs. But mm-hmm. let's get into the next game: the Ravens, Texans. Look, this is a, this is a Ravens and Panthers podcast, so that's that's our bread and butter. We're always going to start with those two teams, and then we'll do a rapid fire on on other teams. If you want us to break down another team in more detail, you know, send us an email. You know, let us know who's your team, and we'll take a look at it. And we will politely decline. <laughs> no, we won't. We'll break it down. But yeah, so Ravens didn't look didn't look great. They played a sloppy game, but. They still ended up pulling away at the end. The score was, was it 33 to 13, I believe? Uh, 16. 16. And, yeah, and, and pass protection was poor. Uh, I don't know. You saw the, the pro football focus grades for the uh, – this, you know, I don't, I don't follow pro football focus very much, but these are just their actual statistics yeah. uh, in terms of their, their pass blocking snaps that they won, right, yeah. you know, your blocks that you win. Everybody on the offensive line is at you know 94% or above, and then Orlando Brown checks in at 80. So yeah. that's something he's got he's to have to work on a bit. Yeah, yeah. Look, we knew it was going to be a struggle this year with Yonda being gone. When you lose a talent like that on the O-line, you have to make some adjustments. You're replacing Yonda with a rookie. So there's mm-hmm. going to be some growing pains. And Orlando Brown already wasn't a great pass protector. So – this is an adjustment for him as well. I look. I think Orlando Brown is going to be fine, right? Yeah, uh, like we talked about. To be fair, you know they're they're starting out with some absolute monsters on the on the other side. You know, Miles yeah, Garrett yeah. In, in in week one, JJ Watt in week two, week three they're going to be looking at Chris Jones and Frank Clark. 
So, I mean, it's not, it's not been a easy road up to this point. No, no. But I, I think what, what I like about them is I don't see a lot of panic. Of course, you, you don't panic when you're two and no either. But yeah. they seem okay. They understand that they need to make, make these adjustments. They need to tighten some things up. And you look at the tape, they're not missing. They're not flat out missing blocks, right? Like Tyree Phillip, I saw uh, some of his uh, some of his matchups with JJ Watt where he got beat. Those are things you can clean up. I'm not worried about that, right? It's not one of those things where he's just getting pushed out the way he looks completely lost. So as the season goes on, I think they'll get stronger there. They really need to tighten it up under run blocking. They've gotten worse, and it shows, right? We're not able to move the ball as easily as as we used to in the past, but. Kansas City, we play coming up. They're not a great run-stopping team. So yeah. m- maybe this is a get-right game for our offense, our offensive well, line. Un- unfortunately for Baltimore, uh, they don't really care about not being a run-stopping team because they put up so many points that teams don't run on them. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so well, check out our YouTube channel. We're going to have a breakdown of the game and go over the matchups and everything like that. I think it's going to be an interesting game. Our, mm-hmm. Look, the one thing that has held up for our team week one and two is that defense. Boy, yeah, that they defense. Were, they were good. outstanding. Yes. They're outstanding in week two. Yeah. So Marlon Humphrey got a forced fumble. Um, LJ Fort got a scoop and score off of that forced fumble. Uh, Marcus Peters had a great interception. I mean, yeah. it was a great play. If you look at it, he was trailing Randall Cobb, and Cobb didn't get off the line. He just kind of stood there. So – Marcus Peters saw that and said, all right, I don't need to cover him. I'm going to back up and, and read Deshaun Watson's eyes. And he read him and picked the ball off. It was an acrobatical interception, but great play. You know, just another little uh, shout-out to pro football focus out there. Currently, LJ Fort is their number one rated middle linebacker in the NFL. All right. Look, LJ Fort has played really well. Yeah, no, but it's a good thing that they used two picks in the first three rounds on that position. Yeah, look, I mean, we, you, you guys know how we feel about that. I don't think they should have used, um, they, they should have used a high pick on linebacker. If you want to get another linebacker, wait until later rounds. But we got him, and you know he's a really good linebacker. Patrick Queen, I have no complaints about his play. He's an excellent linebacker so far, and I think he's going to get mm-hmm. even better. I even like uh, Malik Harrison, so you know that's fine. It's just we had other needs, and, and you know we're going to talk about that in this game. The wide receiver core just didn't look great. It's just, it's just underwhelming. It's, it's underwhelming. Um, it's underwhelming. Like I said, they haven't had to do much the first two weeks. You know, they, no. they've they've won pretty comfortably. But you know, Miles Boykin is he he looks like just a guy. You know, like I haven't seen him do anything with the ball that made me think, okay, you know, when they need him, you know, he'll he'll be there and he'll be able to make plays. He looks like just another guy. Right. And you know, Duvernay has two catches through through two games. So I mean I my opinion on him coming into the season was I didn't think that he was really going to be a contributor in the NFL. And I haven't seen anything to confirm or uh, or deny that up to this point. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like you said, Miles Boykin doesn't look bad, but it doesn't look like anything special. And to be fair, they haven't been challenged to the point where where they have to show something. But next week could be one of those games where where Lamar's going to need more production out of those wide receivers so we have to wait and see if they can do it but that's the issue I had going into the season we don't want to be in a let's find out during the season what we have like we we want to know what we have we have a Super Bowl caliber team no no matter how much me and B criticize some of the moves that the Ravens made this offseason we do recognize that this is a Super Bowl caliber team but when you're that close you want to critique every little move because it matters Mm -hmm. so yeah, I I, I think uh, we're, until until they prove otherwise, we're we're still weak at the wide receiver core. We have no issues with with Hollywood Brown, but outside of that, we don't have much. You know, uh, uh, Mark Andrews, yeah, he's he's fine. Uh, we have Hollywood. We have a good run game, but we need more. I mean, we're, we're about to play a team that has more than that than us. Yeah, um, that but that's just going to be the case. You know, I mean. Nothing they can do about it now. They didn't go out and get a veteran receiver. So 
this is kind of what it is. Yeah. You just have to hope those guys show up when you when you really need them in the playoffs. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. you know, 2 and 0, looking forward to it. They're favored to win against Kansas City next week. And I mean, they're looking like they're going to go ahead and roll to another, you know, 12, 13 wins this season. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Looking at the schedule, there might be a couple of tough matchups, but what I do like about what I've seen so far is no, the run game hasn't looked great. The pass game hasn't looked great. But as a team, they just they do what they need to do to win. So mm-hmm. being able to take what the defense gives you and and make the most of it, that there's something to be said for that. And and to be fair, you know, they they've long been a team under Harbaugh that just plays down to the level of competition. Yeah. So we'll see next week if they if they really if they rise to it also. Yeah, yeah. Next week's gonna be a good test. And I ex- I expect they will. Yeah. All right, what's the next game? Move on to, to uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, and take a look at uh, Thursday's game. The Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals Yeah, uh, came down to the very end there. Joe Burrow had over 60 pass attempts, threw for 300 yards. You know, Cleveland, Cleveland got out of there with a win. Did not look very impressive at all. Mm. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a bad team over in Cincinnati. And <laughs> Cleveland was struggling with them. You know, Baker had a had a much better day uh, on Thursday than he did in Week One against Baltimore, but you know he still came out with a with a late interception that kept Cincinnati in the game. So, so honestly, I'm looking at a, at Cleveland and I'm just saying, you know, this this ain't it. So my thing is this: Cleveland's not they're not a good team, right? They have talent, but they're not a good team. Mm-hmm. But knowing that that they're not a good team, I don't crush them as as much, right? They looked awful in week one, and they looked imp- more improved in week two. Like, the, the run game is fine. Like, like yeah. they did look good with, with, with the rushing attack. They looked excellent. We have week one and two. Yeah, week one and two. So, you know, Chubb, Kareem Hunt, there's no problems there. They need to lean more on that. They got Odell more involved in, in, the, in the game, which is, you know, they need to work on that as well. More run, more play action to Odell. That's going to get you a lot of success. But outside of that, no, there wasn't a whole lot that looked great. I mean, Miles Garrett always looked good. You know, mm-hmm. he's, their defense looked fine. But no, they're not, a, they're not a particularly good team right now. But when you're not good, what you need to do is take it week to week, right? You have talent. Everybody knows that they have talent on that team, offense and defense. Now it's just a matter of executing. And we know what's holding the team back. We all know Baker's an issue, but same thing with Baker, right? We've seen Baker play well before. It's a matter of week to week. He looked off on week one, looked a little better in week two. He's got to get even better in week three. Yeah. For the Bengals, Joe Burrow, you know, I, I had picked him prior to the season to be uh, one of the busts. And I said that I thought that he wouldn't be successful in Cincinnati, that he would go somewhere else and play much better. And the reason I said that is because they have an awful – Awful offensive line, and my man was running for his life. On yeah, he Thursday. got beat up. He got beat up. He got beat up bad, and it wasn't we, worth it. Me and B were, were debating a little bit what they need to do to protect him more because he he threw for over sixty passes, sixty attempts mm-hmm. in that game, and his body paid the price for it. And I'm like, yo, you need to protect him. Like that old line can't is not blocking for him. And every time he drops back, he's taking shots. Like you need to do more check downs, hand the ball off or something. Well, like I said, you know, he, he was, he checked it down a lot. Yeah. And I mean, any, any more than that, like you're just, you're saying I give up. I'm not trying to win. Um, I, I think, you know, it's, it's not fine. I mean, you, you can't, you can't have, you can't have that kind of O-line, but you know, let him play, let him make whatever throws he wants to make. Cause I mean, look, he's not scared. I'll say that. No. He makes whatever throw he feels like. Yeah. You know, and that's in, in the in the tight windows and the double covered, whatever it is. If he, he thinks he can get the ball in there. Um, I think, you know, at some point this season that's gonna that's gonna turn on him and those are gonna start turning into interceptions. Yeah. But let him go out there, let him do that, you know, make whatever reads he makes, make whatever throws he thinks he can make. And, you know, that's how he'll learn. And and he'll be able to he'll be ready to hit the ground running in year two and hopefully at that point, you have signed some professional offensive linemen. Yeah, it's a tough situation when you're a head coach, especially an unproven head coach, and a GM. You don't want to, you don't necessarily want to take seasons off because you, you're not sure what kind of job security that you have. 
right? So you still want to win games. But there's also a point where you have to recognize we're, we're not going to win right now and we got to protect our investment. So yeah, I would like to see more checkdowns, right? <laughs> I would like to see I would like to, I would like to see more Kirk Cousins this year, right? Where you just check the ball down. Doesn't matter what the coach is saying. Look, I'm going to check it down to my running back, or it's going to be a short pass. Actually, they need to do that. I like to see more two-step drops, get the ball out of his hands, short routes, right? Maybe that's going to be to the detriment of the team, and you know you're not going to win a lot of games. You're not going to win a lot of games anyway. But get him more in rhythm, get him more comfortable, and keep him more upright this year. And then the offseason, put in some work on the O line. Yeah, but I, I'm. <sighs> You know, if that's going to be the way you want to go, then just don't play him. I mean, he's not going to get anything that out too. of just, yeah. <laughs> just check. He's not going to get anything out of just checking it down to Joe Mixon. No, you know, I agree. Every, I agree with that too. Play. So, I mean, if you're that concerned, then just take him out of the game. But I, I mean, I think he'll be fine. This is where you have to kind of be in the building and, and know the player. Like, you have to know if, if taking hits and losing for, for the next 14 weeks is going to break him. Because it, yeah. it, will, it will some players and yeah. others it won't. Yeah. You know, and and if he can if he can stand up to that mentally, then just let him go out there and play. Let him but take the hits. To, let him throw the ball, and he'll be better for it in the long run. Yeah, but I think it's hard to gauge that, right? You know, young players think <sighs> young players can show you that early on, and then they just take one too many hits, and like you know, I can't do it anymore. Look at Andrew Luck. I don't think Andrew Luck showed you at any point that mentally. He wasn't he wasn't built for it, right? And then no, of course he was, but oh, no, no, he that was that was yeah. it was nine years. Yeah. It wasn't you know I mean it didn't break him. He just he got tired of getting hurt. Look, like, he didn't, I'm talking about I'm talking I'm not talking about him not wanting to play anymore, you know, or, or, or being sick of the injuries. I'm talking about like a David Carr situation where you got sacked oh, right, more right, than right, anybody right. in the league, and he came back and he's like, no man, I can't do this. I'm just I, I'm not throwing it downfield anymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, okay, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, yeah. You know, it it breaks him mentally. I'm not talking about an Andrew Luck situation because, my God, man, like I don't know how the Colts got away with it without going to jail, but you can't go nine <laughs> years with no protection. I mean, that's not going to happen to Joe. It can't yeah. happen to Joe. No, I, yeah, I, I hope not. He looks he looks like he he's he's going to be fine. Yeah. He looks like he he looks like he can play. Mm, I think I think he's got it. Uh, and and they just they need to wait for the rest of that roster to catch up to them. Yeah. All right. So, what do we have next? Bills and Dolphins. I mean, I'd like to say that the the Bills blew them out because Josh Allen had another great day, but they didn't. I mean, Miami was right there till the end with them. You know, Miami's a tough defensive team. Not much there on offense, and they haven't they haven't actually played their their rookie quarterback yet. So no. I think they're in kind of a not really caring about winning or losing mode right now. Yeah. Buffalo, you know, that's a well-built team. And Josh Allen is, you know, through the first two weeks is showing what he, what, what they thought he would be when they drafted him in the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Credit to Josh Allen. We're critical of Josh Allen. We're not really that high on him in terms of where he is as, as a quarterback, but he's played well and if somebody's playing well, we're going to recognize that and, and acknowledge it. And if we turn out to be wrong about Josh Allen, that's fine. We'll, we'll be wrong about Josh Allen. It's only two weeks in. He's looked good so far. We'll, you know, I'll leave it at that. Does that change my opinion on him as a whole? No, no, but this is a good start. So let's see what yeah, he can not, do. Not after two weeks, but if he can keep it up, and not even – obviously he's not going to throw for 400 yards every week. Nobody's going to do that. Right. Uh, but if he, if he plays well throughout most of the season, yeah, I'll, I'll, hey, I was wrong, whatever. But also, he doesn't need to be any better than what he is right now. He doesn't have to be. No. And if you're a Buffalo fan, it doesn't matter what people like us think. All you need is a quarterback that's good enough. I'm not sure that's the message you want to send on our show. Uh, I think what we think is probably <laughs> paramount. <laughs> <laughs> you need to hang on every word that we say. <laughs> no, look, Bill's Mafia, man, if – you know, if you if you ride for your boy Josh Allen, you love him. That's fine. They built a good team around him. Look, I'm a Ravens fan. This this is a Flacco situation. Flacco wasn't great, but he was great when we needed him to be, and it got us a Super Bowl. That could absolutely happen to you guys. So, you know, you keep keep doing what you're doing. You have a, you have an excellent defense. You 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 brought in a, a top tier wide receiver. 
you know, and you got a good run game, like, yeah, you have everything that you need. You just need Josh Allen to not mess it up. Yeah. As far as Miami, nothing to say there until they play Tua. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to it in the game. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna analyze Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I don't care. Like we, we, it's 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 over. All right, we've done this. How many years are we gonna fall for that? I like watching him. He's fun. He's a funny guy and everything. I like him, but come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Moving on. Plus, we're we're trying to keep the the the, the runtime down on this podcast. We got to move on. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get going. San Francisco and the Jets. Same thing with the Jets. I'm not talking about you until Adam Gase is out of there. There's no point. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. If if you guys don't care, we don't care either. You are a disaster. All I'll say about I'll say two things. You are a disaster. Yeah. And two, uh, you got to write with Mackay Becton. That's a that's a good one. That's and you and you de- you destroyed Sam Donald's career. I still think Sam Donald would have been an excellent quarterback if if he didn't mm-hmm. go to the Jets. Yeah. 49ers came out of this game with the win, sort of. You know, it's one of those what they call a Pyrrhic victory because yeah. uh, they lost Jimmy Garoppolo. They lost Bosa. They lost Solomon Thomas. Uh, I think they even lost somebody else uh, who I don't have right in front of me now. Uh, so they, I they, think, I think Tevin Coleman got it. hurt too. I think Tevin Coleman got yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. He's out for, for several weeks. Several Jesus, weeks. man. He's so, on my fantasy team too. <laughs> like, like my starting running back. I have some right. bad running backs on my team. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. It doesn't matter. Um, so they got the win, but it wasn't really worth it. You know, no. if you if you could if you could take an L to the Jets and keep all those players, you'll do that. Yeah, but yeah. So we'll we'll have to see how they play next week. I mean, that, those are some big blows to their defense. It's going to be a struggle. We already knew that they're going to take a step back this year, but yeah, they're what was supposed to anchor them down this year was the defense, and losing your two starting edge rushers, uh, that hurts. Well, this is why you don't compromise on talent when you're a defense first team. You know, they traded away DeForest Buckner yep. uh, instead of paying him. You know, you still have Eric Armstead. You still have Nick Bosa. You know, you got Solomon Thomas. And now you don't have two of them. Right. Right. So, so that's not just them. Armstead and Kinlaw. So, you know, you said earlier that you think all those teams in the NFC West will make the playoffs. Now, whether that's true or not, what is going to happen is the 49ers are going to be last in that division. Whether they make the playoffs or not, they're yes. going to be less. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, even before the injuries, I thought there was a good chance of that. I just, I don't, yeah. I think that last year was a bit of a fluke. Uh, they were a good team. I won't call it a fluke. They, they were good. I, I just don't, you know, you and I have discussed this. When you build a team around defense, even if, if it's a great defense that year, it's hard to repeat that year after year. Yeah, that's not sustainable. But, so, I mean, the defense was great. The fluke part I was referring to was actually making it to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He I don't think that was, ever, that was never going to happen again. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> All right. Um, on to the Denver Broncos and Pittsburgh Steelers. Another game marred by devastating injuries. Yeah, yeah. Um, Drew Locke, he's going to miss yeah. a few weeks. Out multiple weeks. Cortland Sutton out for the year. Yeah, and even still, Jeff Driscoll almost brought them back to a win. And, and you want to know why? You want to know why? Because Pittsburgh's not as good as everybody keeps telling you they are. They're just no, not. No. Defensively, I think they are that good. Defensively, they're a good team. Overall, they're a mediocre team. Yeah. Look, I don't wish injury. I'm, I'm not, I don't like to anticipate injury for any player, but I think it's a matter of time for Ben Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, he's 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 not he's not the the player that he used to be. He is better than Mason Rudolph, for sure. Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, but how long is he going to be able to hold this together? I don't think much longer, to be honest. And even no. even what he's doing now, it's it's just enough. They 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 got past the Giants in week one, and they barely beat Denver in week two. I'm not sure uh, when he when he plays some better teams how they're going to look. Yeah. So Pittsburgh, like I said, mediocre team. I'm looking at nine and seven because Mike Tomlin is physically incapable of having a losing season. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, no. I mean, there's there, there's not much yeah. there. Yeah. That, that that team's going to be in need of a, a total rebuild on offense pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got the Vikings and the Colts. And let me just start this off by saying I am disgusted by everybody who asked me or said to me that Kirk Cousins is just as good as Dak Prescott. <sighs> when, when, when talking about, uh, you know, whether or not the Cowboys should pay Prescott. Right, right. Look, 
Kirk Cousins, his agent is a genius, man. His agent, his handlers, they do just enough to get this man paid and then three interceptions. And then and then, and then he's chilling. And I'm, I'm just looking at an offense with Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. You just drafted uh, Justin Jefferson. And you, you can't go anywhere because Kirk Cousins. Last year you had Thielen and Diggs. You can't go anywhere because you tied yourself to Kirk Cousins. How many teams are going to make that mistake? Washington did. For years, Washington did until they, they, they finally woke up and said, no, you know, we're just not going to pay you. You can go somewhere else. And, and then a team that was in the NFC Championship jumped on him? Why? <laughs> Why? Like, what, what was their reason for paying him? Like, did they feel like, okay, after, after the playoffs last year, did they look at, the, at that team and say, we're close. We just got to keep it together and you know, at make, make a couple additions and, and we should have a chance. Is, is that what they thought? Well, are you, as far as their, their most recent, uh, so uh, they made, yeah. So they beat the saints last extension? year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 As far, yeah. As far as Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Well, they, they, they did that because they didn't have any money to sign any of the other players. So they extended them to open up cap room and, uh, and get stuff done. Uh, and, and they figured, you know, you're, you're already in. So whatever, doesn't matter. Right. Um, but yeah, he's he, you know they they also lost Anthony Barr for the season. You know they've got really young corners on that team, uh, so the defense isn't going to be bailing you out, yeah. and your offense can't win games for you. So again, th- this is where every every game we go, we're, we're seeing why I'm picking the entire division in the West to make the make the playoffs. Right, yeah. like Minnesota's not going. How how would they get there? Yeah. Two touchdowns, four interceptions so far for Kirk Cousins this year. Safe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nothing more to see there. Yeah. No, I, I also, I'm, I'm disgusted by the Colts winning games with Phillip Rivers. I really am. <laughs> Start putting yeah. that out there. Yeah. Look, it's a good win for the Colts, I guess. I, I still don't understand why uh, they, they didn't roll with uh, Brissett, that quarterback. Yeah. Well, you know, familiarity. Yeah. Moving on to the Jaguars and Titans. That, I mean, that was a much better game than I was expecting. I mean, I, I picked yeah. the Titans to win, but I didn't. You know what? I'm gonna. I'll go ahead and say it too. Like I did with Josh Allen. I didn't give Gardner Minshew the, the respect he deserves. You know, he's out there. He, he he's playing well. He's got he them is. in a position to win. They're not a good team still, but you know, I mean, what what more can you ask of them? Yeah. Yeah. No. He he played well. He's keeping that team competitive. Nobody really thought they were going to be anything this year. So, yeah, credit where credit is due. And, look, credit to Tennessee for holding on. You know, it, Division games are always tough, no matter how good or bad you think a team is. They're always tough. So, 2-0 and for, for Tennessee. That's good. And I hate to say it. I'm, I'm just on the uh, – I'm on the Ryan Tannehill is Kirk Cousins plus train. Yeah, uh, he, he he had another really nice day, 18 for 24, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And I just feel like it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. And it's <laughs> not a thing that's going to that's gonna hold up long term. Yeah. But, but, you know, like I, said, I could be wrong about that, too. Whatever. I'm just, you know what? You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to pick Ryan Tannehill in a head-to-head matchup with anybody. No, I agree. And I think that team knows it, right? I think they mm-hmm. understand that. You can't really put him in a situation where he needs to win the game for you. Yeah. He he's he is what we think Josh Allen was going to be, but Josh Allen's better than that. Right. Yeah. Um, but with Talent Hill, I think they understand that we gotta kinda hide him a little bit. We gotta make sure he's not in that position where we gotta rely on his arm. Right. And yeah, and they you, they showed that in the playoffs. They don't want him throwing the ball unless it's it's the dead last resort. But hey man, look. They beat us in the playoffs. You know, they got they got to the AFC Championship game. It, it took them far. Yeah, They're not gonna win Super Bowl that way, but it'll, it'll take you far. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna bring us to the uh, Atlanta and Dallas game, featuring one of the most embarrassing plays I've ever seen in professional sports. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and, and that's saying something for the Falcons, right? Like it, a historic. A historic play, a historic game. Yes, a historic yes. game. They are the first team ever 
to score 39 points, have zero turnovers, and somehow still lose. That's I believe amazing. It was, I believe it was 440 and 0. Uh, yeah, to, something uh, like some, that. Something like that. Something ridiculous. But, but, yeah, in case you don't know, the Falcons were up 29 to 10 uh, at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> Gave that lead away. But they were up 15 in the fourth quarter, up 39-24. Gave that lead away. Uh, they're up 39-30 with a minute 57 left and somehow gave up 10 points. And the somehow is Dallas tried an onside kick, you know, which haven't been working for anybody because you can no longer get a running start. So it's really just, you know, kick it down the field. The other team catches it and we, and we go about our business. But in Atlanta, and credit to Dallas's kicker, I mean, it was a great onside kick. Uh, it just kind of dribbled its way down the field. And several Falcons, I think it was four, four or five Falcons, all of them didn't know the rules, didn't know that they could just pick the ball up and the game would be over. So they got in a semicircle around it and started backing away like it had some mystical power, like, like they were afraid of being cursed or something. And yeah. the one cowboy on, you know, anywhere near the vicinity hopped on the ball. Dallas gets it, kicks a field goal, wins 40 to 39. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things where – we always overlook special teams, but coaches always stress how important special teams are, right? Damn it. We do. The Falcons aren't supposed to. No, well, well no, exactly. That, that's, that's the point I'm getting to. What you're seeing there is a poorly coached special teams because it wasn't one person. It was a group of people on special teams. A group of players on special teams didn't understand the rules, and that can't happen. It, it simply cannot happen. If you're the receiving team, you don't have to let the ball bounce 10 yards. The kicking team has to let the ball bounce 10 yards. You should not be circling the ball, waiting for it to roll 10 yards. Hop on that thing. Yes, there's going to be a flag. It's going to be a penalty against the kicking team for not advancing the ball 10 yards. That's not true. No, there problem. wouldn't be any penalty. If, no, if no, Atlanta no. picked it up, there's no penalty. No, there's a penalty. They don't have to accept it. No, there's no penalty if Atlanta gets it. There's a penalty if Dallas gets it before. Oh, if they touch it. Oh, they touch it. If Atlanta picks it up, it's just game over. Yeah. Because, you know, they get the ball, kneel, and and we all go home. Right. But Um, either way, there's no penalty on on Atlanta. And and they should know that. Look, Mm -hmm. we don't have to know the rules. They have to know the rules. And that's one of those things where the the coaching staff, there has to be be a price to pay for that. Sorry, man. Like, once upon a time, being the defensive coordinator for the Seahawks and – and, you know, coming out in an interview talking about I listened to Tupac. Like, you, you've you used up whatever credit that bought you. It's time to go, man. Like, what is, what is he still doing there? <laughs> yeah. Look, when you're a head coach, it's a different position from being a coordinator. But he's known for defense. And it was assumed that when he got there, they're going to take on a, a defensive identity. And – that can't be the furthest thing from the truth right now. Like they have no defense. They, they give up everything and their special teams is killing them as well. It's sad because the offense is on point. Yeah. Uh, you know, on a bright note, Calvin Ridley is killing it. This year. Yeah. Calvin Ridley looks really good. The offense looks good. They all look mm-hmm. good. Todd Gurley's looking good. I mean, well, I mean, I'll draw the line there, but <laughs> no, I think, I think he's, look, I mean, he, he's not, he's not, Killing it out there, but I think he looks—he looks fine. He looks fine in that offense. There, there's no issues with the offense whatsoever. Yeah. But b- bottom line on this game is Mike McCarthy was a bad hire, but you snuck away with a win. Falcons, you're an embarrassment. Get yourself together. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. For uh, Dallas, um, again, I didn't see any issues with the offense, other than you know some some play play calling. Defense wasn't all there. Went all there. Yeah. But yeah, Mike McCarthy, we thought would be a step up from Jason Garrett. And so far, so far, that's not the case. So, yeah, again, two weeks in, you don't want to overreact. They're one and one. They got a lucky win, but they got to win. And we got to see what kind of adjustments they make moving forward. But not a, not a good look for either team. Let's get that straight. Yeah. Not a good look for either team. And if you're mm-hmm. Dallas, you, you're like, there's high expectations for Dallas. Look, Dak can walk away from this and feel good because Dak, even in a loss, Dak plays well. But he gets to blame four losses. But they got this mm-hmm. win, so he can feel good about that. But yeah, we'll see. So 
moving on, we got the Rams and the Eagles. The Rams win 37-19. to Rams are looking strong to start the season. Jared Goff, I don't think he's a good quarterback, but he's playing well enough. Uh, the defense is really good. Yeah. And, and you know, they got Cooper Cup back. They got Robert Woods. Sean McVay's working his magic. That's a good team. That's a playoff team. They're going to be in contention for the division. The Eagles, I know there's a lot of injuries there, but if you're an Eagles fan, you have to be really concerned about how Carson Wentz is playing. Carson Wentz is – he's complicated for me because when he was drafted, I thought he's going to be good, right? Then his rookie year, I was kind of like, okay, he's, he's all right, you know? Then it was the second year where he was having a, an MVP caliber season. Was that a second year? That was a second year, right? Yeah, I believe so. And, you know, that kind of, that, that kind of um, validated – uh, well, a lot of people felt about him. And Eagles fans were happy about that. They won a Super Bowl that year, even though he wasn't part of it. He got hurt. Yeah, notably without Carson Wentz. Well, we'll, we'll see. Well, this, yeah, this is where, where things started. Even in the Super Bowl year, things started to fall apart for Carson Wentz because he had an excellent year, got hurt. They win a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. And, you know, from there, Carson just, you know, he came back. He didn't look that great starting out the next year but he kind of picked it up gets hurt again Nick Foles comes in again gets him a playoff win and now there's controversy it's two years in a row where your backup one is the Super Bowl MVP that's the other thing too he was he didn't just win a Super Bowl he was a Super Bowl MVP and then he comes back the second year and gets them gets them a win in the playoffs hey man it's you know (laughs) That that's that's something you know that that's that's exactly how controversies start, but the Eagles roll with Carson Wentz, they give him an extension, they shipped out they shipped out Nick Foles, and now you have Wentz, and I can't say he's playing bad, but he's not playing to that level where you feel like he he can carry that team somewhere. Well, I mean, he's playing bad right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To start this season, I mean, he's not been good at all. No, no. And and that's I'm saying that's got to be concerning. You know they've already they've already signed into a long term deal, but they have to be feeling some type of way as well. I mean they drafted a backup quarterback in the second round. Oh yeah, you know, they they drafted Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I think after last year because he got hurt again in the playoffs last year. He he was I think last year was the first time he was healthy all 16 games, right? Mm-hmm. And then got to the playoffs and then got hurt, and Josh McCown had to come in, and it was they they were still competing in that game with Josh McCown. And I feel like that staff is like, if we can just have a healthy quarterback, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be Wentz. We just need a healthy quarter- quarterback. We can, we can go far. So yeah, I understood the Jalen Hurts pick. I know it's not what Philly fans wanted to see, but I, I get it. I get it. You have a quarterback who hasn't been healthy really his whole career, in- including college. Mm-hmm. So you, you need some insurance there. It's not something that you normally see, but you definitely need some insurance with Carson Wentz. And it's not his fault starting out this year that the O-line just took some hits, right? Yeah, but the, the, the decisions that he makes and the throws that he makes are his fault. Yeah, I mean, sure. aside, sure. aside from the O-line, he's just not playing well. No, um, no, he, no, he's not. But the O-line so is, is, is a big part of it. I, I don't know. It's, I don't it's, it's, an, it's an issue, but it doesn't – they ain't making you throw them picks, man. That's true. And, you know – I don't. I don't really see it getting better for Philly. I don't. I don't think they're going to have much of a shot at making it. Um, they're going to have to be fighting for you know that that division title again because that's a terrible division. So I mean, that, maybe they'll have a shot there. But I'm talking about as far as a wild card. I don't think they'll win the division, and they won't be close on a wild card. We got to see what Dallas does. It, Dallas holds their holds the, their destiny in their hands. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really up to them whether they want to step up and be the team that they 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 can be because they have the talent or are they going to choke it away like they did last year because they should have won it last year too philly we know whether he they have the talent or not like they find a way look doug peterson is he's a damn good coach he's a damn good coach he finds a way to get those guys going towards the end of the year and i wouldn't be surprised if it came down to like the last couple of games between philly and, and, and dallas this year as well yeah, I, I, I'm not. I don't really see it that way. I think Dallas will be nine and seven, ten and six, and I just I don't think Philly's going to get there. Not the way they're they're playing. But you know, like I said, we'll see. 
Uh, next up, we have the Giants and the Bears. Bears win that one, <laughs> 17 to 13, which is not an inspiring victory if you are a Bears fan. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you got the win. The Giants took two L's in that in that game because Saquon, like we mentioned, is out for the season with the Out for the year, man. That sucks. Yeah, sucks. it does. But I mean, he was going to get beat up and have a terrible year anyway behind that that O line. Yeah. Um, yeah, not not much to say about this one. The Bears, they they snuck their way to two and zero. Mitchell Trubisky is still Mitchell Trubisky, though. So you know you're you're going to get yours. Yours is coming. Yeah. Okay? And the, the Giants will be picking top five. They can get some help on that O line. How do you feel about Daniel Jones? I don't feel anything about Daniel Jones. Man. I I think he's you know he's like a he, he he's a ghost of Eli, right? Like he he doesn't have <laughs> the same kind of talent. He he's not even as charismatic as Eli. He's just you know he's like a clone of him, but but eighty percent there. And he turns the ball over too much. He doesn't do anything to make up for that. Uh, I think he's a defective model. You know, they wanted Eli 2.0, but they got a defective model. Yeah, like he's Eli Light because we were watching him last week against Pittsburgh, and he put together that like that 18 play drive. And you're like, okay, he's getting into rhythm. He looks composed, and if they score right there, they're back in the game, and and they can win it. And there are times where Daniel Jones looks solid, right? But then what happens? He inexplicably throws that that crazy interception. You're like, why'd you do that? Well, because I'm Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah, you know, you said Eli Light, and that's what everybody thought he would be and wanted him to be. But what he really is is Jameis Light. You know, he, he has mm. the turnover issues, doesn't have the talent. That's so. a that's a good comparison. That's it a good comparison. Yeah. But, Chicago, Trubisky, he's he's Trubisky. They're hey, two, two and, and oh. Hopefully, hopefully for them. They can they can keep tiptoeing their way through the schedule and not not step on any landmines. I don't think it'll happen. The, the bad things are coming for them too. I think. Yeah. Up next, we got Detroit and Green Bay. Detroit. I mean, they uh, they surprised in this one. They they came out early and took a lead, and I was like, wow, are they gonna they gonna make this interesting? No, 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 they're not. No. Green Bay wins forty two twenty one. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, I was like, "Oh man, maybe, maybe Detroit did uh, figure some things out. Maybe, maybe they are going to be a better team." No, no, no. It was no. That's not the case. There's another another one. Um, you know, normally, in, under normal circumstances, you don't want to call for anybody to lose their job. But these aren't normal circumstances. They're all millionaires. It's fine. Matt, Matt Patricia will be okay. He needs to get fired. He's done a terrible job in Detroit. Yeah. Green Bay, on the other hand, looks really good. They look like they picked up where they left off last season, and they'll be right there at the end of the year. They, they, they could be right back in the NFC Championship. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones is nearly unstoppable. And listen, y'all, uh, everybody was like, hey, why would you draft a quarterback in the first round? You have Aaron Rodgers. Well, it was to get Aaron to play like this. Okay. <laughs> They drafted inspiration in the first round. That's right. <laughs> and, and guess what? If they get back to the Super Bowl, great pick. Yeah. All right. What's next? Next up, we got Washington football team. By the way, I mean, just nonsense that you haven't picked a new name yet. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. But that's right. That's on uh, brand. Nonsense. Yeah. Washington against the Cardinals. Arizona 30. Washington 15. Arizona. I mean, it's just it's just Washington, right? It was 30 to 15. But, it wasn't even that close. Right, it was. Uh, it's just Washington and and a, and a 49ers team who we both think has taken a step back this year. But Arizona looks like they're the real deal. Kyler is for sure, and they've put a lot of weapons around him. And I, I, I didn't really like the hire just because he did absolutely nothing to earn that job. But I think Cliff Kingsbury's a, a, a pretty decent coach. Yeah. And you know, they've got big things in their future. I think – yeah, I agree about Cliff Kingsbury. I still not that that sold on him. But this is an example of when a front office is on the same page. When you have the owner, GM, coaching staff on the same page, right? Mm-hmm. They they hired Kingsbury. He made it clear to if I'm taking this job, I want to get Kyler Murray. You have the number one pick. I want Kyler Murray. I know you just drafted a quarterback. 
high in the first round this last year, but that's not the guy I want. So we all understand each other. You're going to get rid of him. I'm going to get my guy in here. And they were all like, yes. And they're all on board with that pick. And then they doubled down and traded for Hopkins. They're adding weapons, right? Well, and at, after they drafted, was it three wide receivers in the, in the draft before? Yes. Uh, granted, your boy Hakeem Butler has been cut and has moved on. But know. Christian Kirk, uh, Andy Isabella, Keyshawn Johnson. Actually, they took, they took four receivers. Uh, Keyshawn. That's right. And, and, you know, they're all still there. You know, Larry Fitzgerald. Still, still there. there. I mean, forever, I guess. Yeah. I don't, he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like you said, they added, they added uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They brought in Kenyon Drake. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going all out for their quarterback. Yeah. He came in and said, look, I want Kyle Murray. I want this to be an air raid offense. And they went and brought in a bunch of wide receivers and brought in one of the best wide receivers in the league. Everybody's mm-hmm. on the same page with what they want to do. So when, you, when you're on the same page and you support your young quarterback, that can take you far. Yeah, you can turn things around quickly. Yeah, yeah. So um, Washington, yeah. you know, not a, not a great showing from Washington, obviously, but that team's a mess. Ron Rivera just got there. I think he'll get it turned around in time. Yeah. Uh, not that they'll, you know, not that I don't think he's going to win a Super Bowl or anything there, but Ron, Ron will be uh, respectable at the very least. In yeah. Washington before too long. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. They just they don't have a whole lot of talent there right now. Um, but nah. well, well, on the defensive side, they have some talent, and they showed it week one. They have a bit. They they don't have as much in the uh, in the secondary. The front seven is looking good. Yeah, you know, they've they've invested a lot of picks there. It's just going to take time for Washington. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, they'll they'll have a new owner. You know, soon maybe. I don't know, but. Yeah. Uh, hiring Ron Rivera was a good hire and they give him some time. He'll, he'll, he'll be winning games. Yeah. Yeah. Next up was the chiefs and the chargers. Um, Justin Herbert made a, a shocking debut. They said he found out 10, 15 seconds before kickoff that he was going to be playing because Tyrod Taylor was having chest pains and had to go to the hospital. Mm. Uh, so, you know, first performance, we hope Tyrod's all right. Anthony Lynn is saying that once he's hundred percent healthy, He's going to be the starter. I mean, cool. You're lying, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, Justin Herbert had a had a really nice game, uh, especially considering you know it's his first start. And he didn't have any any prep really. Right. Um, but you can't beat the Chiefs, man. Like they they were down. <laughs> they, they were they were they were playing poorly. They had a bad day, but you know Pat Mahomes pulled it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't watch a lot of that game outside the highlights, but you know, I, I I need to go back and study that game to see what they did right, so the Ravens could do the same thing. But yeah, but you know, think- division look, division games they're always mm-hmm. tough. Does, like you know, like I said earlier, doesn't matter how bad a team is in that division; it's still a division game, and a team that's used to seeing you twice a year just knows some things about you that other teams don't. So. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, that was a that was a bad bad showing from Kansas City, but they, they pulled out the win in overtime, and uh, they're on to Baltimore. That's going to be the game of the week. Yeah. So next up, uh, we have the Patriots and Seahawks, and what a fantastic game that was. Yes, it was. Uh, Seattle pulled out the win 35-30, stopping Cam and the Patriots at the goal line on basically the last play of the game. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson has been unstoppable through two weeks. He has, he's got nine touchdowns and I think just the one interception that went off of Greg Olson's hands Yeah, um, in this game. Uh, Cam came out, you know, people, there were a lot of people talking about, oh, he's not throwing the ball downfield. He didn't throw it very much when they played Miami. And they told you that's just because it was Miami. Yeah. And that was how they wanted to attack that defense. He came out on Sunday night and threw for 397 yards. Yeah. Uh, one touchdown, one interception, and then had a couple rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he was throwing um, that thing. And a yeah. drop touchdown pass. A drop game winner. Game winning yeah, touchdown not a, pass. Not a lot of mention of that. More focus on uh, Cam getting tackled, you know, when yeah. they blew up that, that last play. But, yeah, he, he threw a pass and went straight through Julian Edelman's hands. Would have been a difficult catch. Um, but those are catches you got to make. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard he was a Hall of Fame talent. I, <laughs> I heard a couple people talk about it, and they just write it off as, well, you know, Cam, you know, he throws he throws such a hard pass, and I don't think Julian Edelman was ready for it. 
I'm sorry. Did you guys not practice this off season? Did you not practice that training camp? Like if that, that's an excuse you make as a professional, uh, as a professional wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, it was, it was harder than I thought it was going to be. Listen, a, a, a couple things about that. One, I've never heard anybody else get criticized for throwing the ball hard. <laughs> uh, oh. you know. This isn't the first time we've heard like, this about Cam, too, Tor- right? Tory Tory Holt's fingers are wondering where y'all are at. You know, a decade ago, <laughs> a couple of decades ago. But that's one. Two, he was ready for it. That's how it went through his hands. His hands were up. Yeah, he just didn't catch it. Right, right. I've heard that a couple of times about Cam in the past. How he throws a ball too hard when he doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Every ball needs catch, to be hard. Just, it needs to get there it. as fast as possible. Like it's that's the difference between a completed pass and an interception in the NFL is that split second. So he's throwing as hard as he can to make sure that defender can't get his hands on on the ball. Shut up and catch the ball. Catch the ball, man. That's all. Catch that's the ball. all it is. Yeah. I mean, I, and I don't want to lay too much blame on Julian. Julian had a great game. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. Not, not great. He had his, a, his best game ever. Yeah, 179 yards. And it sucks. He dropped the ball. You know, whatever. Not, and, not a huge deal. So, yeah, a couple of things. So, I also want to mention and kill Harry, right? Uh, and kill Harry, look, disappointing rookie season. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't look like he's going to be anything special. But he, he showed a lot of toughness. Catching that one pass, got hit, hel- a, a clean helmet to helmet. That was no yeah. shoulder involved. That was straight that was, helmet to helmet. That was, that was scary. He, was he looked scary. like he went unconscious. Yeah, it did, but he held on to the ball, man. He held on to the he ball. He held on to the ball, hopped right back up, and started talking trash. Yeah, um, I give him props for that, man. I, I don't yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to be – well, I don't think he's going to be a particularly good wide receiver, but can he be a solid wide receiver that can – that could be a, a more of a possession wide receiver. We'll see. We'll see. I'll I, I say this. Cam always does this with wide receivers like that. He makes them look a lot better than they are. Right. Yeah, he'll be a he'll be a very solid number three receiver after they trade for Odell or Allen Robinson. But which yeah, better, but, better be coming. But yeah, it, but that would be a good spot for him, right? Like not not number two, but yeah, a solid number three that can make some some good third down conversion catches. Um, that that would be a good role for him. For, for that team. But, yeah. no, Cam, he looked like Cam. This, this didn't surprise us. There are a lot of no. people saying, oh, wow, you know, he, he looked great. No, he, he doesn't look great. He looks like Cam. Cam mm-hmm. is great. <laughs> yeah. Nothing that he's doing right now surprises e- either one of us. So, great night uh, for both quarterbacks. You know, I love seeing black quarterbacks succeed. So, I was happy about that. Yeah, they, they put on quite a show. Quite yeah. a show. And also, also for Seattle – my man DK Metcalf, he bullying the he defensive player of the year. He terrorized Stephon Gilmore in that game, man. And Gilmore did not play bad defense. No, that's you know he didn't get tortured. He was right there there along with them. But DK Metcalf is a strong, strong man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, you know, so, sometimes when it looks too good to be true, it's just that good. Yeah, yeah, they got to steal. I wish the Ravens would have gotten him too, along with Hollywood. But you know, look, look, I'm happy with Hollywood. You know, the the last game, and now that I'm looking at it, we probably should have saved the Patriots and Seahawks for last because this last one is just very underwhelming. The New Orleans Saints and the Las Vegas Raiders opening game in the in the Death Star, which look. John Gruden expressed to you that he does not care that the the Death Star was blown up every single time it was constructed in Star Wars. Does not care. Thinks it's a cool name. And you know what? He's one and zero. Look, look. No, he's um, he's two and zero. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. In the Death Star. Yeah. They they well, beat New Orleans thirty four twenty four. Well, he's night. right. He's right. It is a cool name. And no matter how many times you built the Death Star, it keeps coming back. So <laughs> that, I, yeah, but that's just called poor writing. That's yeah. not anything to do. Yeah, that's that, that's not his problem. <laughs> that's not his problem. Okay. No, he's right. And look, I'm not going to downplay the win, man. They're two and zero. It was a good win. It's a good win. Um, and Darren Waller, former Raven, looked really good. I think he had a career a career game as well. Was it 14 catches? I believe so. Let me pull it up here. 14 catches, yeah. and every time. Like, he could have he had 20 catches. They, they couldn't stop him. No, 12 catches, 103 yards, one touchdown. Yeah, yeah, he looked great. Um, Josh Jacobs, he continued to look good. 
So, eh, I mean, he got a lot of carries to get those 88 yards. I mean, he did look a lot so, of carries. Sometimes, sometimes the numbers don't tell the story, right? But you yeah. watch him play, yeah. like, I mean, he played well. No, he, he, is, he is a very, very talented running back. Yeah. And like, like you said, sometimes the, the numbers don't match up to what happens on the field. Um, New Orleans, though, <laughs> <laughs> the numbers on Drew Brees kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of matching up to what you're seeing. He's not great. Look, I'm going to tell you what's going on there in New Orleans. It's similar to what's going on with the Steelers. And I already know if you're a Steelers fan, listen to this. Uh, you're a Ravens fan. You're just, you're just poking at us. Yeah, okay, whatever, man. I'm telling you what I see. Um, I see what this is what happens when you're, you don't have all of your talent available to you, right? If Mike Thomas is in that game, the game goes a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? When you have those just elite talent at all those positions, right? I mean, Kamara was playing and Kamara kept him in the game. Yeah. Um, but Mike Thomas can come down with some of those catches that aren't perfect, right? Or make certain plays after the catch or, you know, do, do special things because he's an elite wide receiver. But when you don't have all those things surrounded uh, a dwindling quarterback, this is what happens. This yeah. is what happens. And that's, that's what happened with the Steelers. Look, the Steelers are also 2-0, so people are going to be like, yeah, well, you know, they're winning. But they, they don't look good. Well, yeah, it's also what's happening in Tampa Bay. Um, sometimes when you get old, it comes fast. Yeah. Especially when those guys are over 40. I don't know what you were thinking. Yeah, this is not a – look, this is not just to Roethlisberger. This is not just to Tom Brady. It's not just to Drew Brees. You're 40. What did you think was going to happen? Right. They thought they were going to play forever. And, you know, spoiler alert, you're not. Yeah. I mean, look, Roethlisberger is not 40, but his elbow is. He's close. <laughs> yeah. He's close. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they, they got, they got Jameis Winston over there. Yeah, I know he's uh, inexplicably eating the W on the sidelines in anticipation <laughs> of, of getting on that field because he sees his time coming. Drew, look, he, Drew is done, man. He's just about done. Drew was done last year, but what they're doing, and the, and the same thing's going to happen this year, I promise you. James is going to get in there and start a few games. Mm-hmm. He's going to start two to four games this year because that's how you keep Drew Brees healthy. Drew Brees was not hurt to the point last year he had to sit out games. He wasn't. But they knew if we want to get him across the finish line, he needs to take a break. It's the same no, thing. I, 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 no, I don't think so. I don't think he's, he's faking the injury. He was, he was hurt. I mean, Drew Brees isn't going to. What was I mean, it despite, what was last year? Despite his being, uh, yeah, he banged his finger on, on somebody's helmet. Um, I forget which finger it was, but he, he hit, his, he hit his, his hand on somebody's helmet when he was throwing. I'm, the not, ball. Saying he, I'm not saying he's um, faking it, right? I'm not saying he's faking any injury. I'm saying, okay, you're dinged up. Yeah, you can go, but we need you for down the stretch. So let's go ahead. And I, I, don't, I don't know. He was hurt. He was out because, you know, even aside from, I mean, I saw him get injured. Right? I yeah. saw the play where it happened. But, you know, I feel like Drew Brees has an ego where he's not going to sit out to help the team. That's just not going to happen. It doesn't matter. Like, if he could I, go, I think he, he, w- he was going to go. I think Because he he's Drew Brees, and that's all that matters. It's his team. It's his show. All right. Uh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do a poll because I think he's definitely going to sit out a few games this season. I'm, I'm not saying he won't get hurt. I don't think he's not going to say I'm going to take a, he's not doing load management. Let me put it that way. That's not that. <laughs> Drew Brees ain't doing that. No, you're not doing load right? management. He's doing I mean, old management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think he's, he's already, you know, beyond the limit with having to let Taysom Hill come in a couple times a game. <laughs> he is, he is not sitting on that bench for James Winston. Did you see Taysom Hill line up at fullback yesterday? I heard people tweeting about that. I missed that. And I'm like, no, not, 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 not the better Lamar. No way would they line him up at fullback. Well, but, the, but Lamar can't play fullback, can he? Exactly. Uh, ah, I rest my case. Ah, you know? okay. See, Taysom can play running back, fullback, tight end, wide receiver. Lamar can only play quarterback. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what's more valuable? A guy who can just play quarterback better than anybody else in the league or a guy who can play five or six positions at a, 
you know, at back of level. And, you know, that's not even back of level, but, you know, he can give you a little something at five or six positions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a waste. <laughs> <laughs> they spent so much money on that what worthless, a waste. worthless player. Look, I'm sure he's a fan favorite. You wasted your, your time and money with him. He's doing nothing for your team. <sighs> no. It, 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 it was disgusting. Cam Newton's out here on a minimum contract almost. And you got Taysom Hill making 20 mil guaranteed over the next two years. Like, that's another thing I wonder too. Do New Orleans fans really think Taysom Hill is going to, is the heir to Drew Brees? Like, do you really Sean, think that? Sean Payton does. I don't know, man. I don't know if he's just giving lip service. Or... He's not giving lip service. They gave him a ton of money. Yeah. He, you, you know, he doesn't think he's a good enough wide receiver to make that kind of money. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I, should, I I can't. I can't. I can't see it. I can't see him starting next. next oh, of year. course not. He's not good enough. I'm saying that Sean Payton believes he's good enough to to do that. Yeah. He's wrong. He's just he's in love with Taysom Hill. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the games. That's our wrap up for week two. If you want to see us break down. Week three matchups for Ravens and Panthers. Check yeah, out Panthers, our Panthers and the Chargers. Yep. Ravens and Chiefs. Biggest game of the week, Monday night. Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have some YouTube videos out on that. Check out our YouTube channel, LBHT Show. Like I said at the top of this podcast, if you want us to go a little bit more in depth on your team, send us an email or, you know, DM us or whatever. And, uh, We'll break it down even even more. But Ravens and Panthers, those are our, our teams. So we covered them a little bit more in detail. But look, we love football. We love the NFL. And um, you know, we want to make sure we're giving you guys content that you want to hear. So all right. If you made it all the way to the end of this, thank you for listening. And we will see you next time. Peace out. Lunch breakers and takers. If you like what you hear, you can go to anchor.fm slash LBHT slash support and support the show for as little as 99 cents a month. You can also support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out our website at www.lbhtshow.com. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LBHT Show. And thanks for spending your lunch break with us. We'll see you next time.